Welcome to Inklings. Today's story is The Ballad of Dr. Sprinklehoff by Patrick Edwards. The Ballad of Dr. Sprinklehoff is performed by Matthew Ryan Limerick. The surreality vortex swirled in the crater below like a raging neon maelstrom. Above, it hung a lattice of catwalks stemming from six research stations built around the crater's edge. Metal pylons rose into the sky wherever two catwalks intersected. A figure wearing a stained, torn lab coat stood on the catwalk directly over the vortex's center. He gazed down his horse-like face past the short white hairs of his flaring nostrils to the cosmic calibration console that controlled the space-time anchor. A constant, inexplicable twinkle of effervescent light glinted off the horn protruding from his forehead. The rushing wind whipped through his glittery mane as Dr. Sprinklehoof concentrated on his urgent task. Well, it's getting crowded up here, Doc. Dr. Sprinklehoof glanced at his compatriot. She wore crisscross bandoliers laden with colorful weaponry. In her muscular brown arm, she wielded a cartoonishly oversized rifle with a long, thin barrel and a wide, flat muzzle. Her chestnut hair was pulled back into a short ponytail. The intensity of her eyes seemed out of place against the adorableness of her round chipmunk cheeks and cute little nose. Dr. Springlehoff replied, Can you give me time? Commander Nibbles patted her rifle. That's what me and Hammerhead are here for, ain't it? He watched her leap over the railing, hit the catwalk below them, and sprint towards Research Station 4. Jagged orange streaks of temporal rift energy crackled out from within the building, shattering the windows. Their guests had arrived. Out they spilled onto the wide deck of the Research Station, their pasty, fleshy, beige, brown, practically hairless skin gave him the chills. He thanked the universe that he had Commander Nibbles here to deal with these dreaded humans. As the commander started picking them off with rifle bursts of bright blue energy, Dr. Sprinklehoof saw more energy temporal lightning appear within both stations three and five. More humans. Well, shit. He noticed the readings flaring across the calibration consoles to spray. Triple shit. What's wrong, Doc? Commander Nibbles' voice rang in his earpiece, punctuated by the sound of gunfire. Dr. Sprinklehoof saw a wounded human topple over the railing and fall towards the swirling storm of color below. Just before the soldier hit the portal, a massive claw burst through to snatch him up. Crawlture! The beast emerged from the vortex portal. Two gigantic claws, eight pointed legs attached to a reddish brown shell. Its pink, wrinkled head had beady eyes and a hooked beak. It unfurled two black, feathered wings, easily stretching a hundred feet from tip to tip. The crawlture dropped the human into its open beak, shrieking triumphantly as it soared upward. The humans turned their attention towards the monster, lighting up the sky with multicolored lasers and explosive projectiles. Someone even threw a boot at the thing. 
The Crawler responded ferociously, clipping some in half with its claws, skewering others with its sharp legs. Dr. Sprinklehoof's fingers danced across the console screen as reality went to hell around him. He smacked the equipment in frustration. Calibrate, damn you! Calibrate! Something I can help you with, doctor? Cooed a voice. Dr. Sprinklehoof looked to see a familiar human standing just a few feet away. His unsettlingly hairless skin was pinkish beige, and the hair he did have on his head was slicked back with an oily substance. Dr. Miller, snarled Dr. Sprinklehoof. Dr. Miller waved casually at the carnage unfolding below. None of this is necessary, you know. As I've said before, there's no reason we can't work together. And by together, you actually mean submitting to your rule, correct? That's how it's worked in all the other worlds you've subjugated. Dr. Miller winced. Mm, subjugated is such a harsh term. We're helping these worlds. Even you must admit there's been some real merit to our culture if it's taken root so successfully across so many different civilizations. Dr. Sprinklehoof glowered at him. Being the best conqueror doesn't mean you're the best at building culture. It just means you're the best at being assholes. Mm, doctor, please. You and I are both creatures of science. We see right there. You creature. You don't see me as a person, at least not a real person like you, right? Dr. Miller's faux smile faded. All right, fine. I've tried to reason with you. My mistake. He produced a pistol. Step away from the console. And Dr. Sprinklehoof held his hands up. They both flinched at the thunderous boom of a bazooka blast connecting with the Crawcher shell. A chunk of the monster's side exploded, sending a spray of yellow goo in every direction. A glob of Crawcher got splattered across Dr. Miller's left side, calling him to stagger. Dr. Sprinklehoof lunged. Dr. Miller fired twice. They grappled with each other. The gun fell from Dr. Miller's hands. Each of them had the other's left wrist gripped in their right hand, leaving them at something of a stalemate. Dr. Miller tried breaking it by kicking his adversary in the crotch. Dr. Sprinklehoof had doubled over, inadvertently driving his horn deep into Dr. Miller's chest. He let out a pain gasp as they both clasped. After a split second of stillness, Dr. Sprinklehoof groaned and pulled himself free. With a tremendous effort, he climbed to his feet and saw Commander Nibbles taking down two humans at the far end of the catwalk. Their eyes met, and she started to run towards him. Dr. Sprinklehoof stumbled back to the console to enter the final calculations that would close the vortex, sealing away the destructive forces of the interdimensional chaos so the humans could never exploit them again. You all right, Doc? Commander Nibbles asked between breaths as she caught up. Just fine, Commander. I finally got this thing calibrated. All that's left to do is drop the space-time anchor down the vortex and activate the remote. 
His voice caught in his throat when he looked at the remote stocking station and saw that it had been completely shattered. No doubt a victim of Dr. Miller's errant shots. No, Dr. Sprinklehoof swallowed. Tell me you can still set it off, Doc. He closed his eyes and took a breath and said, Yes, the anger itself has a trigger. But wouldn't that mean... Dr. Sprinklehoof looked at her. I have to go through the vortex with the anger to set it off. No, let me. You're here for science. Foolish heroics is my department. I can't let you do that, Commander. This is my responsibility. He reached for the anchor unit, a basketball-sized metal orb in Winston pain. Oh, Doc, you're bleeding. Dr. Sprinklehoof looked down at his side and saw the trickle of sparkling unicorn blood. Apparently, Dr. Miller's gunshots weren't as errant as once thought. Mm, no problem. He slung a small satchel over his shoulder. After I set off the anchor, I'll disassemble the logotronics in here and build a makeshift Sani healing nano-stitch bandage. I'll be ship-shape in no time. Easy. A smile tugged at the corners of her mouth and tears welled in her eyes as Commander Nibbles replied, You're so full of shit, Doc. She gave him a salute. He hugged her. The shrieks of the injured but still fighting Crawlcher pulled them apart. Dr. Sprinklehoof hefted the space-time anchor and moved to the edge of the catwalk directly over the absolute center of the vortex. He chuckled. Here's the part where I'm supposed to say something epic. And he stepped off the ledge. Commander Nibbles sprinted for the nearest research station. Dr. Sprinklehoof disappeared through the vortex portal. Commander Nibbles dove through the window of the station just as an explosion of blinding white light enveloped the crater. It subsided after a few seconds, leaving a ringing in Commander Nibbles' ears. She leaned her head out the station window. Everything inside the crater was gone. The Vortox, the catwalks, humans, Crawlcher, even parts of the research station that had been built too far over the edge. All gone. With a bittersweet smile, she whispered, Good work, Doc. Good work. This has been Inklings. Today's story is The Ballad of Dr. Sprinklehoof by Pat Edwards. The Ballad of Dr. Sprinklehoof was performed by Matthew Ryan Limmer. You can find Pat's book, Space Trippin', available wherever you find books. And be on the lookout for the mass release of the D&T campaign that he wrote, The Red Opera, coming soon. We are in the final winks of the first volume of Inklings, so make sure you are subscribed, you download, you rate, you review, and you share us with all your friends. 
I'll come back tomorrow for another story that will indulge your imagination. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.